Hey everyone and welcome to 121 in Flux, I am Peter, that is Connor, and we talk about movies on this show. And in this episode we are rounding out a trilogy we started a couple of months ago, uh, a Samurai Trilogy from Japan. It is the Samurai Trilogy. <laughs> I, no, I said a Samurai Trilogy from Japan, but that's basically the name of it as well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I it is. Mean that. I didn't mean that. Um, so yeah, this is Samurai 3 Duel at Ganryu Island. Obviously, we did Samurai 1 Musashi Miyamoto, and we did Samurai 2 Duel at Ichijoji Temple. So this is rounded off. Remember, these films came out one year apart from each other, 1954-55, and then this one was 56. So they're very tight, um, made back-to-back, and this kind of runs out the story. So it is worth mentioning, obviously we'll start spoiler-free, like we always do, we'll warn you in the middle before spoilers, but I think it's important to note that we're probably going to have to casually spoil the first two while we're talking about the even the spoiler-free section of this one, because it's a continuation of that story. It's a serialised story um, in that sense, yeah. so... Uh, that's important. So that's what we're gonna do. That's what we're gonna do. Uh, so I'd seen these before, uh, which I mentioned the last couple, and you had not. Mm-hmm. So this was your first time getting to the end of the story. And this one is, you know, pretty simple. Um, well, it's uh, it's simple for the most part. It starts off with a little bit of uh, there's there's a, a lord wanting a, a trainer to train him in, in sword playing, and you know the, the way of the samurai. And he, he wants Musashi, but Musashi's kind of just ignoring him. But you know. His, his lieutenants are like, hey, Sasaki. Sasaki, of course, being the rival samurai that was introduced in the last film. Like, hey, he's really good. You should have him. So there's a lot of bit, sort of politics playing back and forth with that. Yeah. And just kind of what's going on. And Otsu, who, of course, is in love with Musashi, try to find him. Uh, as is Akemi, also trying to find him. Uh, but Akemi's the more villainous love interest who's been a bit more vicious in her time. Uh, but ultimately, it gets to this point where they realise they're on each other's paths again, and Sasaki asks him for a, him for a duel. Um, in fact, he, he murders four uh, sort of weaker samurai uh, to get his attention. And it's when Musashi tries to like, go to the, the, the trainer of the school that they came from and say, hey, this is your samurai, I brought your their bodies back. They want nothing to do with them. They've, they've shamed the, the school by losing. Yeah. Basically, so, you know, anyone we train is better than that, so they can't be ours, so we yeah. don't even recognise them. Yeah, so he doesn't even know their names, so he just takes them and buries them himself, and it was a beautiful shot with the, the sun behind him, and this mm. is when Sasaki, Sasaki, yeah, Sasaki shows up and says, hey, I want to fight this duel, and he wants to do it right there and then, and he says, no, let's do it tomorrow. Um, I don't want the school thinking I'm fighting on their behalf, because the last thing I want to do is let anyone think that. So they're ready for tomorrow, but then he re- Masashi realizes he still wants to learn and train and experience more. He wants to continue on his path to achieving inner peace, to, to achieving the way of the samurai yeah. before he goes on this deal. Because he also sees this as a, a kind of a finale to to his training. To this is the final, the greatest fight I'm ever going to have. Because uh, they see they both see each other as their, their as their match, as the greatest swordsman outside of possible themselves. So he sends him a message saying, hey, we'll do this in one year. In one year, we will have this duel. But until then, I'm going to go on a journey to discover myself and so on. It's worth mentioning as well, he's got a companion, uh, the kid from the last movie, who actually wasn't in a ton of He meets the kid at the start of the last movie. And we see him a little bit here or there. But this one, he's actually got the kid with him the whole time. Yeah, he's, he's... I wasn't expecting him to be quite as prominent based on the last movie. Yeah, Jotaro. And he ends up picking up another guy in a very funny scene, actually. Uh, they're staying at this inn in the, the, the earlier part of the film. And 
Jotaro, the kid, uh, he is, they're eating, they're eating dinner, they're having ramen, and he gets really annoyed that all the guys next door in the inn are all being really noisy. So he goes outside and tells them, all shut up. And then comes back in. And Mushashi's like, oh, hey, you're, you're very persuasive. They've all been quiet. But, you, you know, we see them in the other room and they all look, like, livid. And the main guy is like, oh, uh, his name's Kumi. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm oh, God, no. And they, they all come in and he's like, oh, you, you will apologise for this. You, you dishonoured and shamed us in public. How dare you? And they, they want to fight and Musashi's just ignoring him and trying to eat his, eat his dinner. And he just keeps eating casually. No matter how much, how many threats they throw at him, he just keeps eating. Like he doesn't care. Yeah. Until he starts to notice a few flies, and he just picks all the. He picks a. He catches a fly with his chopsticks, and it's like, okay, that was impressive. As you do. Yeah, as yeah. you do. And then he picks up another fly with chopsticks. Then he catches another one. Then he picks up another one. He's like, "There's too many flies. Wash my chopsticks." And then they all just back out of the room. Like, did you see that? He caught like five flies with chopsticks. Like he didn't miss once. Like he just kept doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like really it was casually. nothing. Um. So then next day. This guy, uh, Kumi, he is now following along. He has now decided he's a pupil of Musashi. <laughs> he's he's there to serve. So yep. he's a bit more comic relief. He kind of tags along for the ride. And that's kind of, that's kind of it. Uh, and he, he ends up, the main portion of the film is that he settles in a village. There's a village who's been uh, ravaged by bandits on the regular. Very Seven Samurai, actually, funnily enough. Uh, it is, yeah. Uh, this, this village has been ravaged by bandits. So he's like, you know what? We'll stay here. Let's build a little farm. Let's build a little hut. And we'll grow some crops and help them out a little bit. We can we can help here. We've got purpose here, um, and it's very full circle for him because it's kind of the idea that he hated doing regular work uh, back in the yes. first movie, and now he's kind of come full circle and he sees the the value in it. Even though he's this trained samurai, you can do this mm. and that. Uh, all well, of course. There's bandits around that, are of course, going to cause some trouble. All well, Akemi's still plotting and scheming to try and get to him, and obviously, obviously, Otsu's on her way as well. Um, and then all, all over this, we have this this hanging deadline, this 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 duel that's going to happen after yes. one year. So that is the that is the film, that is the premise of Samurai Three. So I'll ask the question, Carr, did you enjoy Samurai Three: Duel at Ganryu Island? Yeah, I did. It's pretty good. Um, I don't think I liked it quite as much as the second one, but maybe more than the first. It's a reasonable place to be. I mean, if anything, that tells me it's a pretty consistent. Quality yeah, there's not the that much between them all. I think uh, th- this one, I think it, it's a little. I, I like it more than the first because you know it has all those ending beats, the conclusion, the mm-hmm. the satisfying notes there. Um, but then the second one just had a little bit more. It was a little bit more exciting. Had a bit more going on. Okay, um, it's funny. I I feel like the first act of this one's maybe the weakest first act out of the yeah. out of the three movies. I think once he goes on the journey, though, once the duel for a year's been set, about 35 minutes in or whatever it is, mm. I think from that point on, I might like it the most. I, I, at the very least, I think the final 10 minutes is the is the best. Because this, this series has been gorgeous throughout. Oh, the, yeah. The final 10 minutes of this is my favourite scene <laughs> of the entire trilogy. Yeah, yeah, every shot on the beach is gorgeous. Yeah, the, the final duel takes place on a on on the shore where one of them's like in the water just a little bit and then the other one's on the beach. And the entire time the sun is and all I can, there's a couple of like, you know, uh, rear screen projection shots, a couple of close-ups like that, but for the most part, this is all shot at sunrise and I can't imagine how many days they have to keep coming back at the same time to get their takes. Just to get it nailed. Yeah, I know. Because it's gorgeous. It looks fantastic. It is. I was, you know, obviously the the fight choreography has been great throughout the trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
This one uh, felt like it focused the most on the footwork. Like I've seen a lot of other samurai movies uh, mm. uh, of the period. The the other two films didn't do it quite as much as this one, where it really kind of focused, especially um, the, the early on that fight um, where you know they just stood you know watching each other. For, you know, it was quite a long drawn out moment, and uh, it really just focuses on the feet more than the other two have. Oh yeah, it was a great shot where they're both running sideways, like yeah, at the start of that fight. And they're almost trying to psych each other out <laughs> with with footwork. Yeah. Um. It's no. It's it's, it's really um impressive. And there's a, there's a great thing where here as well where early on in the film, uh, Sasaki, he's he's basically doing a presentation like a an, an exhibition fight for the Lord to prove that he's worthy of being hired to be the trainer, and it's one of the the Lord's guards or whoever who's doing the fight and. They're just going to fight with, you know, he's, he's got he's got a spear, but he's got like a cover over the spear. So, cause they're not actually, it's not a lethal fight. And Sasaki, being kind of egotistical, says, take off the, the guard. Don't worry about hurting me. Take it off. But he still uses his wooden sword. He doesn't use a real sword. And he ends up beating him so badly that he cripples him. And this is like a great shame. It's like, no, no, you went too far. You you, you went further than you had to. This is a, a sign of, well, it's a lack of control, if nothing else. But it's also a sign yeah. of, of uh of brutality right and yeah there's a great touch to this where at the end of the film during the, the, the final and i guess we're kind of in spoilers here at this point i mean i don't know how to talk about this one without spoilers to be honest outside mm. of just saying oh yeah it's, it's great the characters have great endings and there's this beautiful the fighting's great again you know it's more yeah, more of what you got in the last more nice music the character stuff's pretty effective yeah i did notice in the music the main theme didn't do the last bit at any point in this movie no it didn't because you know, there's that bit at the end. It was a at the end. They always did that at the end, the main theme. They didn't do it in this yeah, one. Yeah, I I was really surprised because when it was doing that, a few you know, I noticed it you know a few times. You thought it was going to come thought, at the okay, end, saving it for the end. Yeah, and then it didn't. It was a little weird. I really I really thought the final shot we were just going to hear the final bit of the music. Yeah, yeah, I could have seen that, but no, it didn't. It, was, it didn't feel lacking though. It still worked. Or oh just, yeah, music... uh, maybe just noticeably weird. Music was still very good, yeah. Um, but like I say, so the the final fight, Musashi makes the choice to bring a wooden. He, he carves out a wooden. I don't know what you call it, a sword, but like you know, a stick essentially. Yeah. And he fights with a stick, and obviously by the end he pulls out his blades because he has to, because you know he has to win. But there's a great just sort of book ending here where uh, he uses a wooden stick to basically beat him. When before that's what he did. That's what Sasaki did. Uh, and he yeah. did it brutally, so uh, there was there was some nice sort of bookending to that. The final fight, though, the, the entire build up to it, the the way it all looks, the, the, the I would say the beautiful sunrise cannot be emphasized enough. The, this oh, it's gorgeous. Final fight is gorgeous as shit, and most of it is in the is staring, it's psyching each other out, it's the pacing, uh, as opposed to constantly hitting and blocking. Right, there's there's only there very very little of that, yeah. very few swipes, if you will, and. Mm. All good, but you know some of the other moments before leading up to this, it's when when he's saying goodbye to Otsu, because obviously this is on an island. They're going to take this to have this duel, so he's leaving on a boat. So he's saying goodbye to her before he gets on a boat, and the main theme kicks in as he's leaving, and it's this beautiful scene because he basically, and you could argue that it was part of the reason why he wins. If we want to say it's beyond just physical skill, is that because he leaves with a clear head because he he clears the air with with Otsu about how they both feel about each other, and they're honest. And he even outright refers to her as a samurai's wife, implying that if he comes back, that's what they're going to be doing. Um, and they're leaving this place where, because he thinks she's she's mad at him, she thinks he's mad at her for what happened in the last movie. They think they're they're both mad at each other for for the opposite reasons. 
and they they kind of reconnect over this and they they kind of finally admit how they both feel yeah and he leaves with a clear head as he as he as he says um and i, th- I think him because i think at the end of the last film he made a mistake like he because he, he, you know he renounced love he's like no love just confuses things i'm going to ignore that and just be on my way and be a samurai and i think him trying to ignore that side of him is him not being clear so by choosing to acknowledge it and accept it for what it is and understand it yeah. um it's, it's why, like I say, this, this movie is actually pretty straightforward because it kind of just takes all the ideas from the first two and takes it to the logical conclusion um, for the most part. There's there's very little you know surprises or twists or anything like that. I, um, I'd argue the but, one surprise would be Akemi has a moment of redemption <laughs> before she yeah. snuffs it. <laughs> because yeah. she is awful in this movie. She she makes a deal with the bandits to sing, to distract them, get the guard down, and then signal the bandits to come in and slaughter the entire village. And she does so. She sets the, the hut on fire. She She's going to try and kill Otsu. She's going to try and have an axe fight she's with like, her. She's in there with a hatchet. Like, yeah. come on then. But then she has a change of heart. When, when you know, Otsu is like, no, I don't, you know, she gets like, no, this is awful. I don't want to fight. We're not, no. <laughs> uh, she has a change of heart and she saves her from the fire. And then when the, band, the head bandit like tries to grab Otsu when he sees her and, you know, he's, the implication is quite clear what he's going to try and do with her. Uh, Akemi grabs the spear and stabs him in the back, and she ends up getting killed in the process. He turns around and swipes his sword at her, and that's how she dies. But she dies saving her. But she has this really sort of bittersweet moment with, with Masashi, because earlier on she tried to get... It's like, hey, Masashi, I want you to hold me in your arms just once. You can squeeze me to death. I just want you to be held in your arms. And he holds her as she's dying. It's this kind of like... You know what? For, for, for as morbid as this, yeah, yeah. For as morbid as this sounds, she 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 kind of earned it. For for yeah. what level this might be, she earned it in that final moment. She earned just the, the small moment. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and even Otsu cries at her, her grave. It's you know this is a sad moment. Actually, what I thought was good. We we're talking about the sun sunrise. I thought the fight uh, that was going on during all this this uh, bandit fight and Musashi's like fighting various bandits. Uh, a lot of the, the houses and huts behind them are all on fire. And again, there's a couple yeah. of rear screen projection moments, but for the most part, they're standing in front of a hut that's like completely engulfed in flames. They're shooting that. Yeah, definitely. It, it just it looks great, doesn't it? It does. It looks. It feels real. It feels like no, they're they're standing in front of this burning hut. And all I could think was is like, guys, do not screw up this take because we then we have to rebuild the hut <laughs> to turn it on fire yeah. again. Yeah, it's one of those things you can't <laughs> fake. And it's like, okay, sure, it's just a cheap wooden hut. So they'll they'll just do it, but like I say it's the the technical. Okay, we've got to get this done. Let's let's nail it. Yeah, the the joke I always go back to is uh, when they were making Terminator Two, the the Cyberdyne building at the end. Mm. Remember that that blows up. Of yeah. course, they, they you know they set off the bomb and it all blows up. They actually blew up a building for that. They found a building that was going to be demolished anyway and said, "Hey, can we can we blow this up and film it?" <laughs> and of course, you know they they arranged it. Blah blah and. They set up all these charges. It was a big, obviously, demolitions job. Everyone, you know, all these experts on site, blowing it all up, getting all these different shots of it, all, obviously all at the same time, because you can only do it once. And at the end of it, the, the DOP turned around to Cameron and said, oh, was I meant to be rolling during that? <laughs> I appreciate that sense of humour. That's, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I, I always appreciate the things, just, you know, when it takes a long time. So there's a... In um in the the third Lord of the Rings movie, there's a scene where you know all these skulls come like crashing down around them in the, inside the mountain, mm-hmm. and there's like thousands of skulls, and uh, they they took on the you know the the making of documentary stuff that um so yeah, all, you know, it, all, it all seventy hours thing. of it yes 
yeah, yeah. It wasn't like a one take thing. They did it. They it'll burst out of this thing, and then and then they had to spend four hours. Everyone just going around picking them up, reloading it, so to do it again. Yeah. It's like, oh man. If I speak... just appreciate the effort. Speaking of explosions, here's here's another example that could have went very wrong had had the actor not stayed in character and it's the dark knight it's when joker's walking mm. away from the hospital and when he presses that button that was supposed to blow up and it didn't it, it was a there was a delay there was like you know a five ten second delay and had heath ledger went hey this isn't working guys where's the explosion they would have had to have cut away from that shot because it would have been unusable but instead he stayed in character and sort of pressed at the button a few times as if you know the joker's annoyed why is this not blown, blown up one bang and then and it, it's a great little extra moment because it's a great little character moment as he's trying to hit it. But if he not went in, because again they really blew up a building. That wasn't CG. They blew up a, an old building. Um, so you know, I, I think what we're saying here is it adds this level of authenticity to it and spectacle. Where this is a this is an era before CG. It's an era before all these you know big. Oh, we can do ships falling out the sky and we can do buildings t- going upside down and all that. But there's something about just setting an entire building on fire and having them fight in front of it. It's like oh, this is actually really. Special. I, say, I think it's it's you respect the fact that okay you've got to get this right in one take otherwise you've got a lot of work to go back to square one whereas oh, with the cg th- that, that's not there you know a million takes throw it in whatever you want yeah exactly and now that there's not an artist to that there absolutely is but there there is something special about just doing it this way and so much of this this series has been all these gorgeous shots of them out in the fields out in the forest out in you know, whatever been, i really appreciate the distinct style like this one like i say it's, it's all these oranges you know the, the fire the sunsets the sunrises right mm. the first one was just lots of vibrant colors we spoke a lot about that the second one's this really interesting one where it's this it's it's the darker middle section it's kind of more muted um there's, and there's a lot more grays and browns and greens yeah yeah. Do, do you know what I appreciate about this is that I think because it's the end, there's an obvious thing here. You, you you'd think they might do is where they'd have it at a sunset at the end, but instead they chose sunrise, and I like mm-hmm. that because the idea is it's not. I mean, yeah, sure, it's the it's the completion of his journey. He's achieved full samurai at the, this final moment, but it's the idea that this is actually a beginning. This is the, the start of yes. this new part of his life, and he's going to go off with Otsu and do whatever. And I'm sure the kid will stick around, and that'll be their adopted son, and everyone will live happily ever bloody after. But it's a sunrise and that's kind of sweet as opposed to the sunset yeah. so it's symbolic just a little bit different to usual isn't it yeah um yeah you get that feeling moment where he's on the boat and he's like getting you know he's riding back obviously the the, the sailors there you know uh, rowing away and he just starts he, he cries he cries of like happiness that he's finally reached this moment mm. it's just like a really well, it's a big moment like like you know if you go back to the first one kind of a bit of a dick a bit selfish <laughs> yeah and and you know here he is now as a completely different person, literally like a completely different name and everything. Yeah, he basically started off as you and ended up as Superman. I mean, that's a transformation. Yeah, yeah, I can't argue with that. <laughs> Read into that. Connor's a bit of a dick, <laughs> right? Moving on. No, I'm, I'm, I'm I just I'm not owning it. It's fine. Yes. Uh. So. So no. I. I think obviously the big bulk of the film though was the this because I, I think the idea that him setting down with the villagers was a really sort of heroic act. It was like okay, this. Let's be here because we can we can help here without ever saying that that's what the intention is. He just says, "No, we're going to build a hut here, and like here, we're going to live here." What? <laughs> that's the journey yeah, over. We're just staying it's, here. It's pretty clear what's going on. Yeah, no, it's good. And obviously, some of them die. Uh, the villagers die. Obviously, Akumi dies as well. In fact, there's some joking early on with the kid that the kid uh, is like, "No, I've been here longer, so you you should refer to me as master. I'm your master." And he kind of goes yeah. along with it, kind of jokingly. But then the kid actually like. 
doesn't save him because he still dies, but he, you know, he fights the attacker and fight, you know, fends him off afterwards. And he's like, no, you really were my master. And then he dies. And it's like, yeah. oh man, that's a little arc. So it was a little bond between them. It's a little arc for him because he he was a bit of a dick at the start, and then he kind of respected Musashi because he had all this yeah. patience and skill. And yeah, so no, it's, it's it's hard to it's hard to fault any of the any of the character beats. And as I will say, uh, I was digging the, the uh, Sasaki, the villain. He uh, he he starts off looking like he did in the last movie, but by the end, because the year passes and he becomes the the teacher of this lord, he kind of just takes that job in the meantime because. Yeah. What else is he doing? And he actually like has his hair down in a completely different way. It looks almost like a. It's it's like the final form of the boss, right? He's changed yeah. for the final fight. I uh, I really enjoyed Saki because obviously in in the last movie he was kind of very respectful. It's like yeah, go on then. You know we're gonna make each other better. And his ego kind of grew over the time, and you know, and it got to this point where he was just become obsessed, and that they were just desperate to win rather than. And I think that's why he lost. It's the ego, same. yeah. He wasn't, yeah, he, definitely. He wasn't at peace with himself. And I think it's notable, actually. I love the final shot of him when he's lying there dead. Uh, he looks like he's smiling. He looks like his dead body's smiling because he went out as a samurai. Yeah, exactly. I, I'd almost actually uh, analyse it and say, did, did he expect to lose and was he hoping to? Because he cause realised his ego had gotten out of control and this was the only way to become a samurai again was to go out with honour. Was to, was to... Could be. Maybe that's why he was so upset about the year's wait. Because he he wanted to go out there, you know. He, he didn't want to lower himself to you know being the teacher and, and make himself work because he knew he'd get worse. Yeah, um, and again, like him with his braid to be was a very different chemistry and tone to compared it? to uh, Masashi and and also. So no, I mean I I like I think a couple of pacing problems in the first act maybe aside, uh, I have very little to complain or criticize with this. No, I, I'm the same. Um, as any, it was just personal preference, really, in that first act, that as to why I prefer the second one. That's um, fair. I, I think it, it just um, structurally was a little bit more exciting with the set pieces, a little better paced. Yeah. I think I like the structure um, of the first one the most because it is the uh, the origin story. There's a nice the story origin, yeah. throughout that whole thing, and then the second one's you know is kind of like all these different pieces coming into play, and the th- the third one, of course, is the is the, is the big finale and. Kind of characters realizing what they've went through. And there's little cameos here or there from other characters who who were bigger in the last couple. You know, the monks there briefly. Uh, yeah. The guy who was with uh, with Akemi's mother is with the bandits briefly. You know, we see a few characters who are still alive kicking around. Yeah, it's a it's a great trilogy overall, though. Yeah, that's why I think it's one of the best. Like, I I feel like obviously it's not mainstream because it's a, a Japanese movie series from the fifties, but like I feel like when you start thinking of all the best trilogies, like this is up there. This is yeah, see, I don't know if I'd put it in quite the best. It don't think it quite reaches that height for me, but it's definitely the, one of the most consistent trilogies. I sense a top 10 trilogies video coming up at some point. Um, at some point, which probably. Is, which yeah. is why I'm not going to rank mine just now. I want to say no, that. No, no, I'm not either. I'm just yeah. saying, you know, it's it's very good. And it's in the, worthy of being in the conversation, but I don't think it would go too highly on my top 10. But it's so consistent that it arguably puts itself above other trilogies where maybe one of the movie falters a bit more than these do. I guarantee I like it more than two of your like top three trilogies. Oh, I know you do. <laughs> yeah. In fact, one of your favourite trilogies, which you actually mentioned in this very episode... Uh, wouldn't would appear not, on your list, wouldn't would it? wouldn't appear on my list at all, no. No, no, I bet it wouldn't. No. 
and you you would be leaving off some truly classic trilogies as well because you're a filthy heathen who hasn't seen full trilogies of certain things. That's true. Out of choice. <laughs> That's worse. <laughs> it's it's uh it's th- th- there is a, a one trilogy that springs to mind that is on the shelf behind me. I've still only watched the first one. Been there for about three years. Maybe longer. Try to think of something really crushing to say, and it's not quite coming to me. But damn it! Yeah, you, you already you already brought your worst when you you told me how this was above some of the other ones that I'd have. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but at least at least my hatred of certain trilogies is well established in my taste. You, whereas you've just not seen some of the big ones. Yeah, so I'm just not bothered about. <sighs> Anyway, uh, <laughs> so, so that trilogies list might be one of the most heated debates we ever have. It may actually be because uh, it'll be very different. To- There'll be a few trilogies, of course, that appear in both. Um, I can name yeah. a couple off the my head that I feel like we'll both have quite high, but there's a couple that you'll have probably at number one and two, or maybe one and three, and then there's some that I'll have quite high that you won't have at all. Yeah. It's funny, I feel like talking about the third movie is almost the hardest one because I'm like, well, I want to talk about the cast, but I'm like, well, we talked about the cast already. They're just as good as they were the last two films. Like, like I said, it's very much just a conclusion and most of it goes as you expect. So there's the, we, we talked about the, the new colour scheme. You know, we, we talked about you know, the, the, the slight differences in the choreography and these things, but it's very consistently just, okay, this is what we had in the last movie, but more of the same with some little differences and it's still an excellent movie. Yeah. Also, I think there's something to be said that uh, that Sasaki is gunning for this duel. He, he he's the one who keeps asking for it, and Masashi accepts that it's going to happen because now the challenge has been put down. But it, it's it's Sasaki who really wants it. Like he's determined to prove himself. And yeah, absolutely. Again, and again, that's I think that's the eagle. I think that's the no no no. Because uh, hell, even uh, they point out because uh, early on in the film, again the kid kind of insults a bandit at this little t- tournament, and. Sorry, not bandit, a monk. It's a monk. So there's, there's monk fighters there. And he yes. insults the, the, the monk who was winning. And the, the, he's, he's really egotistical, this guy. He's like, oh, I've just beat everyone. I win this tournament. No challenge. I'll take on three at a time. Four at a time. Don't care. And the kid insults him, so the monk tries to fight the kid. Because, again, ego. And, yeah, sure, show you're, sure you're a big man. Fight the 12-year-old. Yeah, good good idea. Uh, and Masashi comes in, and not only does he like obviously stick up for the kid, but he he tries to avoid fighting at all costs. He not only tries to apologize, he gets down on one knee and humbly apologizes for what the kid said. He and it's yeah. showing you that he has this restraint now that he will try and avoid the f- conflict at all costs. And it's and only when he, the guy attacks him that he he still doesn't attack back, though. He, oh, really? he just yeah, so, grabs the weapon. Yeah, it's basically a defensive, but it's like a sign of strength because. The, the, the main monk comes in and like whispers in the ears, oh, don't try and take this guy. <laughs> you have no chance. You've got no chance, yeah. If you if you keep pushing this, he is going to wipe the floor with you. Um, yeah. And he's like, Masashi? <laughs> he's like, that's who, that's like, who oh, this shit. is? Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, so, there's a lot of little moments. I like the, the bit with the Saki talking about his sword, being like, yeah, no, the, you know, the sword's got a reputation already. Uh, as we kind of saw start in the last movie. But he hasn't made that name for himself just as much yet. He's not quite at the level of the sword. 
and that's his kind of his, his aim is to get up that high yeah uh so yeah i, I think i think if you're coming into this wanting more more and more action than you had in the previous entries that that is maybe the, dis- the disappointment that some people might have i actually like that it doesn't do that because it is the more thoughtful one as he's improved he is actually he's trying to avoid conflict as much as he can mm-hmm. but it makes the build to that final fight all the more kind of special pretty great yeah yeah uh, and I, I can't emphasize enough how beautiful that final fight is. Like the entire thing so is some of the best looking cinema of the era. Like seriously, it's, it's gorgeous. Uh, so by all means, I highly recommend you check out the Samurai trilogy if you haven't. Uh, really mm. good. Criterion have got it. I uh, I assume that means it's on Filmstruck because they have a lot of the Criterions. Um, but definitely have a have a look see. Um, so we should we should rate this. We should rate Samurai Three Duel at Ganryu Island. What are you giving it? Uh, I'm actually giving it the same score as the second one, even though it's just it's only slightly below, which is an 8.5. Um, yeah. 9 out of 10 for me. Which is mm-hmm. the same I give the first one. I, I went 9, 8.5, 9, I think. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. What, so what did you do? You did 8, 8.5, 8.5? No, I, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Consistent, about right. Yeah, I mean that. The, yeah, hard hard to complain when they're they're they're, they're that stable in scores. But uh, yeah, you got yeah, it's, that. It's three. My, mine average is slightly lower than yours, but still, like you know, hey, if I'm taking eight and eight point fives, I'm I'm very happy with that. Yeah, so like an eight point three five average or eight point four something yeah. that range. Um, no, nah, no, nah, cool. So. Yeah, so that, that's Samurai 3, so we've wrapped up that trilogy, um, and we'll, we'll obviously dive into more Samurai films at some point, although we'll probably take a little break from now, because we just did three of them pretty close together, <laughs> but there's obviously a lot of Kurosawa in some other uh, big Japanese Samurai yeah, films. Yeah, probably too. next year now when we get to more. Yeah, uh, but, but yeah, so by all means, let us know what you think of these films, if you've seen them before. Um, get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz. If you want to support the channel, head over to patreon.com slash mailfuzztv. If you want to support the show and everything we do here, uh, you can get these influxes one week early at the $1 tier and there's other bonuses as well, including 121 Extra, which is like a, a movie topic show which we do every other month and it's exclusive to patrons. That alternates with almost cancelled extra, which is TV topics um, and you get them at the $1 tier as well. So there's, there's a bunch of stuff to go check out if you want to. Uh, but that is, that is us. So thank you once again uh, for watching listening we always appreciate it keep watching movies guys and we'll see you next time